a cabal of secret societies has controlled the world for 200 plus years, and we get to be alive at a time to see it fall. I believe in the power of one person working as a team with other Christian patriots can have massive impact in reversing this ungodly culture. I believe that we have an omniscient, omnipresent, and omnipotent God that has put his hand on this moment in time to deny the timeline of the enemy and is about to heal our land. This is Rick, your host, and I believe that God has called me to empower Christian patriots with truth. Join us now for the Blessed Teach Show, and let's see what God is doing today. symptoms in less than 30 seconds with zero drugs. Pastor Dave and hundreds of others have experienced the quantum effect for themselves. It's backed by scientific research and rigorous lab testing. Quantum is simply about two things. One, intentions, as a man thinketh so he is, and two, renewing your mind with the Word of God. Only QE Strong encodes key intentions and Bible verses about healing onto the small patch. You simply place it on your body each day. And with a bonus prayer guide, read out loud a positive intention and one or two Bible verses about healing each day. The patch provides the touch, and the prayer guide uses your sight, speech, and hearing to relieve pain and allergy symptoms with the senses God gave you. It even works for people who have suffered decades of chronic symptoms. Are you ready to experience the quantum effect? Go to QEstrong.com and enter code B2T at checkout. It's Rick with Blessed Teach here in Nashville to reawaken tour. We've got Trennis Evans here. I'm so excited to get an update on the J6. That's so sad what's happening, but thanks so much for taking the time. Hey, man. Thanks for having me. Thanks for being here. I mean, you know, it's always an honor to be here at Clay's events, see all you guys. It's like family. You know, it's, you know, you go to church, you see your, your church family, you go home, you see your family. But here we all get to see this. And, uh, you know, one of the things I've always thought about this, I've said a long time, uh, since my very first reawaken tour, uh, I was there just watching, right? In my very first one, I was like, wow. And I'm you remember along. which one that was? Uh, November, uh, San Antonio. San Antonio. Yeah, yeah. so yeah. I always say this is, you know, you can go to church and you get that, you know, revival that we need. <laughs> you get a patriot revival here. You get a little revival of your patriotic spirit yeah. here at these events. So you get... You get Jesus, and you get Constitution, you get a Bill of Rights, you get a Declaration of Independence, and it's all here, and it's happening all around you. And you can't meet nicer people. I mean, you really can't. I mean, it's pleasant, it's decent, it's awesome, people are great. I mean, you can't ask for a better deal. You mean they're not that crazy Christian nationalist? <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm a, I forgot I'm a white Christian nationalist. Watch out. <laughs> That's right, so am I. <laughs> I wow, you know. <laughs> You know, I wish people would break that down. I'm sure your viewers know what it really means because you said it. I know you, so it had flows off your tongue that, you know, I talk about this with people all the time. It's okay to be white. It's okay to be Christian. It's okay to be a nationalist. That's right. All of these things are good. It's not domestic violent extremists and all these things they come at you with. These are labels meant to undermine you. They do it in the way they say it, right? Like, you know, if, if I say, yo, poopy pants, you, you know, or, you know, I can say, yo, poopy pants, you know, I mean, I can make it sound different, you know, but you can make the terminology and the way we say things. But, you know, how we carry ourselves in this life and what we do, you know, I'm no perfect man, that's for sure. There's only one of those. <laughs> Excuse me. But uh, being here, being at these events and being able to speak to these people and watching these people, seeing the outpouring of support that people are getting. You know, January 6th, Clay Clark was one of the first people in the entire country to put J, well, the, only, the first person to put J6 on a major stage. Mm -hmm. I was the very first J6er to get to speak at Clay's events. Wow. Um, I, it's awesome. I'm, I, and uh, I don't do that with a prideful say. I didn't say it's, I'm honored 
to have been able to speak for the J6ers at an event in San Antonio. And Mickey Willis, you know, brought me up, put me on stage. And the reason is I didn't ask to speak at the event. I asked Mickey Willis to pray for the J6ers. Mm-hmm. And Mickey came along and stopped me and says, hey, Trinis, you know, dude, you know, come up here. And I couldn't believe it. I was like, next thing I know, I'm thrusting this stage. There's all these people out here looking at me. And, well, I never met a microphone or a stage I didn't like, you know. So I, I love people. I, you know, I'm, it's a comfortable thing for me. But I, I'm more so, I love my country. Mm-hmm. I love God. I love this walk we're on. I'm honored to be on it. I'm honored to be in a walk with you and a walk with everybody here and a walk with the people listening. I've had more opportunity to enhance that walk. I've picked up these... You know, um, they're not followers. You know, they're not following me. We're all following the same guy, right? I mean, we're all following upward, right? But I've met so many people that are like-minded. That you know, they love God. They love their country. They like the Constitution. They want preservation. We're not stuck in archaic ideology. We're in a place where we're good Christians. We want to see the country prosper. We want to see people walk through this life in faith. We want to see the Constitution upheld. And we don't want to give it over to people that want to do anything but Christian constitutional work. I just don't want to give it over to globalists. I'm not prepared to be their food. and I don't want to eat bugs. Um, I don't want to see my, my children... Be, live in a communist country. Yeah. We have so, 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 so I do want you to give give an update, though, on those who may not know who you are yet. Uh, those who li- listen, um, a little bit about your story about how you just, dis- like me, I went to January 6th, right, to to protest the steal. We knew it was stolen. I know. I'm sure I'm going to be one of the next 2,000 they round up, right? Well, <laughs> they plan. Right, you're paying attention. Yeah. All the people that were there paying attention, they can all tell you 2,000 yeah. more, 2,000, 2,000, 3,000 more. That's what they're looking for. Yeah. Listen, um, these people that are going through this are just like you. They went there. They were in prayer, many people. It's not what they showed you on TV. They've manipulated footage. They once again do this. They flash back and forth. They take a few minutes over here and a few minutes over there. Some things are going on. I'm not denying that things happen there that are inconsistent with being a good American in my mind. But then again, I'm always faced with the question, they stole an election. What does that look like to regain your country? Because you see what's happening now. You go back, you go back to the ballot box, and the, the judges keep telling all these people, we fix these things at the ballot box. Really, do we? Mm-hmm. Oh, you're fixing it at the ballot box, all right. Selection. Selection versus election. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's where we are in this country. But the update is, is you still have 90-plus Americans pre-trial held without bond. 72% of these people are veterans. They're being stripped of their rights. They're being stripped of... There's civil rights abuses going on. There's beatings. There's been rapes in the jail by the guards on the prisoners. You have no idea the unspeakable horrors that were going on. We have medical conditions that have been left unattended, refusal for medical treatment. The judges in some of these cases have cited the jails with civil rights violations. I mean, worse than Gitmo. Well, the prisoners have asked to be transferred to Gitmo from the D.C. Gulag. Now, hey, but, hey, but, hey, but just quickly review your experience. You went there and you had, you got uh, unjustly treated as well. Yeah, so, I mean, I was inside and I'm on video helping the Capitol Police on a megaphone. Yet a SWAT team comes to my house and puts my 13-year-old son on and of his hands in the air on my front porch. I mean, he's 13 years old on his way to the school. They make a spectacle. They shut down the street. They bring a SWAT team. Remember the shock and awe? We wanted to go with shock and awe. That was it. This is what it was about. They wanted to shock and awe you to shut up and sit down and never say anything again. They needed to make as many arrests as possible before January 20, right? And start putting points on the board and show you what would happen. They needed to go after the veterans in particular, law enforcement officers in particular, because those people, they know they can organize. They have the Fraternal Order of Police. They know the veterans groups, the VFWs and so forth. That if they could stamp out any kind of ideology where anyone would even say anything negative, this is reminiscent of you're watching the same thing that happened in Nazi Germany. People are like, well, they're not coming for me now, and they don't get in the fight. And then by the time they come for them, there's nobody left. And that's where we are right now. But the good news is, is, you know, General Flynn and I were talking about this last night behind, you know, backstage. And I said, you know, uh, somebody was saying, hey, we're winning. I said, I don't know that we're winning. We lost a lot of ground. If you look at this from warfare, right? General Flynn talks about the fifth generation warfare. I'm not saying we're winning. 
but currently we're taking ground back. Yeah. We lost a lot of ground. Mm-hmm. Now, I mean, you know, my case went really well, but you know, I did something different. Put a lot of faith in the Lord. I I went in now. Jamie, Robert, and Jamie Agee gave me some anointing oil. Uh, Krista Elijah had blessed this oil, and I got this oil, and I put it on my shoes, and I walked it into the jail. Or I walked. I'm sorry. I walked it into the court. And my attorney's sitting there, and we're sitting in a chair getting ready for court to start. And he says, and I'm on my knee praying. Mm-hmm. And he says, what are you doing? And I said, I'm taking this land and claiming it for the Lord. <laughs> and he says, what? And I said, I'm claiming this land for the Lord. I've got anointing oil on my shoes, and I've anointed this, and I've claimed this land for the Lord. And he's looking at me like, oh, boy, here we go, you know. <laughs> and I think he's a Christian. I really do. But I, I don't want to say anything bad about the man, but, you know, sometimes... Sometimes life will drive you to have a better walk with the Lord than you did. You know, I spent a lot of time with Lee Valentine at Rutherfordton in North Carolina at Word of Faith Fellowship Church. It's a beautiful church. These people are amazing. I mean, it's a Christian family. It's awesome, strong Pentecostal church, and prayers are hard there. I mean, they hit the heavens. They do not play around. I say that they they don't play around with their Jesus. They are serious, right? I've had this honor of meeting so many people and expanded my information. You know, I've always had a hard time, you know, in the scripture. I have a hard time just sitting down just reading, mm-hmm. right? And it's a challenge for me. But I, and I do it, it was like, a, it almost felt like a job, mm-hmm. you know? But I got a Founder's Bible not too long ago. And then Robert and Jamie sent it to me. Because I've talked to Robert. I've been honest. I was like, man, I have a hard time just sitting and reading the Word. You know, I really do. It's hard for me. And I just interviewed Robert. <laughs> <laughs> He's a great guy. Yep. So anyway, uh, speaking of people to interviews, there's some people, some J6ers here you need to meet. Nah. But I'll, And I'll get them to you. But, okay. uh, and this is what General Flynn's talking about all the time. But we need to yeah. all help each other, yeah. right? Push each other. Pe- get you people to interview. Mm-hmm. And you guys share with the other podcasters, hey, it's a great interview, great show. Listen, I, I, I was actually, this is a great testament. Where I am right now, sitting in this chair, is, is absolutely in my mind. And there's in, in no way to conceive that it's anything but because of prayer. Mm-hmm. Now, I had been petitioning Clay to speak at this event. Mm-hmm. It came to me a few weeks ago. I felt like I needed to be here. I really wanted to be here. I hadn't spoken in a while. I've been really busy. I missed a couple of events due to court dates and working on other j 6 or stuff. And I thought, you know, I've got time. I can really get to this one. By the way, it was like three weeks out. That's not the time to ask to speak, three weeks out. You know, it's been all sided up. Six months you need. (laughs) Yeah, you better be way out in front. Because he's like, yeah, six months, right. So I started calling Clay, and Clay's like, I'll get back to you. Let me, you know, let's see. I called Robert, and I said, I don't know, man. I tried to reach Clay. I'm not getting anywhere with it. Um, it's I'm probably not going to go. And he said, well, you know, you do what you know God tells you to do. You know, it's maybe it's not time. Maybe you need to be home. I said, maybe. So down the road we go. I'm on the phone with him on my way home from work uh, Thursday and Wednesday. And he says, he says, all right, well. And uh, he said, Trinus, one thing. Have you prayed about it? I said, well, no. You know? <laughs> I didn't do that. You know, I tried everything else, you know. <laughs> I mean, I've called, emailed, texted, sent pictures of bacon. You know? <laughs> I, mean, I don't know what else to do. I said, he says, Romans 828. Mm-hmm. So I get home and I go to my founder's Bible that Jamie and Robert sent me. And I open it up, Romans 828, and I read a little thing. And I'll look at it. All, okay, so I move on. And, I'm, and, and when I, you know, when I prayed, I, I told Robert, I said, I kind of feel bad. I said, I got to level with you. I don't pray like everybody else, I think. Mm-hmm. He said, what do you mean? I said, well, I don't, you know, oh, Lord, please, you know, Father, or not, you know, uh, I'll start, you know, Lord, you got to hear what I got to say here, please. And listen, this didn't get done because you're not doing this. And I need this to happen because I'm trying to help these people over here. And there's not enough money to help this one. And you got to understand, like, you're not, are you not seeing what's happening here? Are you seeing what I'm working on, right? Like, I don't do it for me, right? Those are honest prayers, right? Yeah, like, I, I need your help. Like, you got to get it together because this has got to go on right now. I got to do this. I'm sorry, I'm losing my voice. Anyway, I said, I'll say, you know, Lord, you got to listen. You've got to hear what I'm doing right now because. I don't know if you're paying attention, but this needs help right now. And uh, so I'm telling Robert about this. And he goes, well, that means you have a relationship. Mm-hmm. He said, that's honest. Mm-hmm. He said, think about where it's just in the Bible. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, it doesn't say you have to do this. And, you know, as long as you give yourself and you're humble and you're faith. And so I said, well, okay. So I pray about it. And I go on my little rant. My wife comes in my office afterwards. She was like, you 
you guys having it out again? And I said, well, I said, Jesus, you know, not understanding what I'm trying to do. I've been trying to tell God that I'm trying to get this done. And he's not hearing it, obviously. And he's said, like, something's wrong. And I came to the lines down, you know. And she's like, okay, honey, well, you'll, you'll be all right. And I was like, well, I guess. I got I to gotta figure out what else I'm going to do with this weekend. I got to devote it to Jason to do this. I got to work on this. I've got this effort. So about 30, 40 minutes later, the phone rings. It's Laura Logan. Mm-hmm. And she says, Trennis, what are you doing? You know, I just sent me that video like a week ago. I just saw it. It's beautiful. I love it. Sorry I hadn't called you back. I sent you a text. I was like, well, we've been texting. I just thought you saw it and didn't say anything. And she says, no, it's really great work. This is like amazing work, which Laura's hard on me. She's always like, yeah. Trennis, you really didn't put that on your website, did you? You made that? Oh, my gosh, right? <laughs> so she's honest. You know you're getting honest feedback. Oh, I get I, And I appreciate it. It's valuable feedback, the honest kind, right? That's yeah. kind of one. And she's like, oh, please tell me you didn't put that on the site. I was like, yeah, it's up now. And she's like, oh, Lord. So anyway, so, and, uh, so, anyway, so Laura says, well, hey, this weekend we need to talk about such and such and such and such. I want to get together and talk about that. We'll get dinner. I said, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I said, oh, wait, I don't think I'm going. I'm not sure. And she says, what do you mean you're not going? I said, well, I never hear from Clay about speaking. She's like, you talk to General Flynn? I said, well, I sent him an email. And I sent him a text, and I didn't hear back. I said, you know, they're probably just busy. You know, they got a million things going. What Trennis needs to do right now is probably not the only thing, right? they got 80 people here that help. Um, God bless them for all they've done. I'm so grateful for the time I have had, and I always will be, right? If I never got to speak again, I'll always be grateful to General Flynn, Clay Clark, for what they've done. I'd go and watch, you know. Um, but I had to justify the expense because I this money goes to help J6ers. Right. So... You know, I got to bring someone to run the booth. And, you know, it's a lot. You know what I'm talking about. So I said, uh, I just, I don't know for sure I'm going to make this one, Laura. I said, the kitty's tight. You know, I don't know what to do. And she said, I'll call you back. Mm-hmm. She calls me back like three minutes later. She says, you're going to speak with me. Mm-hmm. And uh, I, Clay's going to extend my time, give you time. We're going to do it together. That's awesome. I went. And uh, so I called Robert. I said, you're not going to believe this. <laughs> and he goes, what? I said, Something changed. And he said, what? I said, I'm coming to speak. And he goes, wow, that was fast. And he said, what happened? I said, well, I did go home and open it up. I did pray a little bit. So he said, I said, by the way, I want you to know something. As as my clergy, I'm very disappointed in you. Mm-hmm. He said, what? I said, I want you and Jamie to sit and think about what you've done, how you have failed me and how you failed the Lord. And he said, what? And I said, you didn't suggest praying for like two weeks while we were talking about this, three weeks. You didn't. He goes, Trennis Evans, I probably told you every time. It's just the first time you listened. <laughs> I love it. I said, no, you got to get it from I said, So I said, yeah, no, you guys really messed this up. You didn't remind me to pray on this. And I was trying to do something as a man. I made an amazing amount of effort. Poured hours into this. Petition in Flint, petition in Journal Flint, petition in Clay, petition I prayed about it in 45 minutes. I was had an invite and I was here speaking. Yeah, <laughs> it's facts. This is an absolute truth. So if you don't think that God didn't have something to do with this, I mean, you look at my case in anointing oil. What I did there, things have changed. We're seeing a softening of the judges. We're seeing a weakening of this position that everything's so bad. And Robert and Jamie Ag reminded me to pray. So just so you know, it's their fault that I didn't remember to pray for like two weeks about this specific issue. I'll make sure I tell them that. Yeah, no, it's their fault. I, look, so any of you see Robert and Jamie Ag or see them on a show, make sure you send in a text. Remind Trinus to pray. <laughs> All right. I, I, hey, I want to get to the change of venue real quick. Yeah. Now. Oh, man. Glad you want to talk about that. I'm not a lawyer, but I own a legal advocacy now. I'm not a lawyer, but I represent in court of the interests of January 6th defendants, over 50 of them, mm-hmm. one way or another. Rather, we're doing a legal investigation, a video investigation, pairing them with attorneys, getting pro bono attorneys, paying for the housing and the expenses so that the pro bono guy doesn't have to pay out of pocket mm-hmm. to be there. All this is happening. All this is born of an effort from someone that just said, no, this isn't right, I'm going to stand up. It all started with me asking for prayer. All started yeah. there. Me asking, I asked, and it wasn't me. I asked Mickey Willis to pray for the J6ers. Right. And here I am today, over a year later, with the legal advocacy. Mm-hmm. We're involved in the two biggest trials in the history of the country mm-hmm. Oath Keepers and Proud Boys trials. Yeah. We have all these defendants. We're involved in many, many cases. I mean, I've talked to over 400 J6ers, all born of asking for prayer. Mm-hmm. And you think there's not something to that? Yeah. I sat up in bed at 1.38 in the morning, never forget it. And I said, I've got it, I've got the answer. 
out of what I came together in my head and what we've done. So right now they've had, uh, they've looked at like 400 people, 400 people, 400 people, Virginia, Washington, D.C., and Atlanta, Georgia. That was a polling that was done. And everybody rested on that, right? Mm-hmm. That, that was how they were going to get this change of venue. 1,200 total people. What we did in this, and I say we because I'm telling you where this is directed from because I'm not a data guy. I'm not a lawyer. But we have come up with the most comprehensive, expansive ever compilation of data delivered to the court to prove a change of venue is warranted. Mm -hmm. Never happened like this. Good. Largest one in the history of the United States court. Mm -hmm. And they're looking at this going, what do we do with this? They're puzzled by it. Because what, so think about this. When you search something on Google, mm-hmm. right, and you go back and you see your search history and we want to clear our search history or whatever, you see all those searches you made, hundreds and hundreds of them. Google has every one of our search histories. Right. So not only that, they know how long you were there, how much time engaged. We use that same data to pull together 86% of how the country searched, everyone with a digital device, phone, laptop, all of it. We have it all collected it, broke it into 51 regions, and by the terms. And we've shown how the select committee has an effect on this. And it's out there now. It's filed. Mm-hmm. And we're looking at this. And and uh, I'm now serving as an expert, subject matter expert on this in a federal court on trial. I'm like, with the legal advocacy over here, I mean, God has a sense of humor, right? Yeah. <laughs> I mean. But it's going to show that you can't get a fair trial in D.C., basically. Correct. Yes. Yeah, it absolutely proves it beyond a shadow of a doubt. There's, it's indisputable. Mm-hmm. It's factual data. And it represents what tens of millions of people typed into their browsers. Mm-hmm. Wow. That's basically, basically what that says is that all the... Is that the, is that all? Everybody in D.C. pretty much. If you put a trial together, they're not. They're they're going to be they're going to be very liberal. Or what's what's well, the, what's the term? D.C. residents like things like um, insurrection, right, or capital riot. When D.C. residents search this information six times more than anyone else in I the country, okay, when you compare it to 50 states, so they're not going to be unbiased going biased. in. They, well, not only that, but they've collected tainted information. Yeah. So the tainted information, think about what we know now about how the government was controlling Twitter and Facebook and the media. Right? So now you have tainted information delivered as fact that people digested at a six to one rate over anywhere else in the country. All right, that's a great example. That's what I wanted to get to. So, so we, we represented tens of millions, hundreds of millions of searches. Yeah, I love it. So you have you have it's got a massive. Uh, it's not just a sample. A, yeah. So hey, I wanted to make sure that we got Christian patriots here that want to pray for people like you. So I'm try, trying to ask specifically for you. What can they uh, pray for personally? Pray that I succeed in the efforts that I'm given for other people. Pray that what we've done. Listen, last night we were able to raise almost $25,000. I've been doing this. We spent over $150,000 of our own money on this. Um, We got to a place where my wife was literally said, hey, guess what? All those attorneys you love and talk to, I know some too. And if you don't stop spending our money, you're going to spend us broke. But believe me, look, folks, I I don't have $150,000 left. I couldn't spend what I've spent over the last year and a half. This wasn't on my case. It's on everyone else, the research, the efforts. Every time somebody needed something, we just did it. Last night, we raised $25,000. It's not my $25,000 put back in my bank account. That's not a deal. This money goes to the J6ers. We're helping. We've been $500 a week in commissary money we're putting out. That's a week, right? And there's more and more efforts. We're housing defendants that didn't have a place to stay that couldn't afford a hotel. We found out they were going to sleep at a truck stop and shower there and get up and go to court. That's no way to go through court and be on trial for your life, your free, liberty, your freedom. So we have that. We have the housing for the pro bono attorneys, um, the research that's going in. It's amazing. I mean, we're going to be able to take care of some people here that really need some help. Veterans, law enforcement, average people. I don't care if they're the butcher, the baker, the candy. So where, where do people go to donate? Yeah, so we're on Gibson Go, Condemned USA, C-O-N-D-E-M-N-E-D, USA. Uh, you can go to our website and follow the link there to donate. Go read the legal help guide we have. Uh, we've got a lot of stuff. We've got a lot of the change of venue information there for the public to see. We're just really excited and honored. Say, say that website one more time. CondemnedUSA.com. You can watch Bloody Hill there, a documentary that we did. There's so much, just so much work there. It's two years, and there's more and more coming all the time. That's awesome. Do you mind if I pray with you now? 
Let's do that. Heavenly Father, just thank you so much for Trennis and his efforts here, Lord. Um, thanks for activating him. The J6ers uh, needed an advocate, and they got an advocate from you, Lord. Thank you for bringing a Christian patriot to that battle. And Lord, and then also the, the means to do it with uh, this uh, reawakened tour. Thank you for the whole story where Laura Logan brought him on, Lord. And, uh, and allow, allow this to amplify uh, more than he could even ask or imagine, Lord. Um, and, that, and that miracles happen. I, I saw something from Julie Green's uh, prophetic word that talked about there's going to be miracles just like Paul and Silas, where people, maybe these earthquakes and hail and all this stuff that might happen in D.C. Lord, literally open up the gates. Would that not be amazing? But Lord, we, we just are going to trust you. And, and and, and trust that uh, you give guidance and make the path straight of Trennis. Uh, allow him to just submit to you everything and not trust in his, uh, trust in you 100%, but not trust in his own uh, insight, Lord. Uh, we know that's so tough. To trust in the Lord with all your heart, but lean not, lean not on your own understanding. Um, and Lord, just, just uh, he'll submit his clay. You'll just be the potter and you'll make him in the workman of his hands for it. And you'll make the path exactly straight and show him exactly just like Psalm 119, 105 talks about. You're the lamp to my feet and the light to my path. And he'll know that, that, that he turns on the light. That just opens up the light to the room. But you'll show him the actual light for his path. The literal light for his past. Show him that each and every day, Lord, as he just submits to you. Thank you. Empower him. Use, I, I pray for the Holy Spirit fire to fall on Trinus like never before. And Lord, like, I, I love his prayers and they're so blunt. And that he'll start using the authority and power of the name above all names, Jesus, to call down this cabal, call down this gulag, call down everything that's in injustice and bring in justice and bring in the remnant, Lord. By the blood of Jesus, by the power of his name, we call in restoration of this country. We call in restoration of the world. We call down the world economic form and all the globalists as a whole, Lord. We thank you for that. Use Trennis in a way, and not only him, but his team and expanded team and, uh, and give passion into his marriage and his wife that all this is happening right now actually, actually uh, strengthens the marriage, doesn't weaken it at all, Lord. I just can't wait to see uh, Trennis as we victoriously welcome home all J6 to, to, to true justice, Lord. We love you, and we say these things in the mighty name. Amen. Oh, amen. In Jesus' name we pray. All right. God bless Thank you, man. You, Thank you. Beautiful prayer. All right. We are like signing off from Nashville. Thank you. Twitter permanently suspending MyPillow CEO and Trump ally Mike Lindell. A number of companies who have decided to stop selling MyPillow products. And they're attacking not only MyPillow, many other companies out there, but they're attacking my vendors. The CEO of MyPillow has been named in a $1.3 billion defamation suit. MyPillow just sued Dominion for $1.6 billion. <laughs> divine appointments, divine intervention in there. and. And uh, my faith is what kept me going all those uh, years. And the bigger platform is my evangelism and, uh, and speaking about God, having the same passion with God, getting to God as I do the pillow. We have the B2T promo code for, and I was telling the him. The biggest savings in history for my pillow, everybody. Use that code. Yeah. Yeah. It's Rick here in Nashville, the Reawaken Tour, and I got Robert Ag here. How you doing, buddy? Thanks hey. for thanks for coming. Good to see you again, man. Yeah, it's awesome to see these billboards going up. I just think that the story is so cool. For those of you who ever heard it, I wanted to kind of just maybe just give a quick summary of how this all happened, and then we'll talk about an update. Sure. Well, you know, it we weren't planning on doing this, right? Just one billboard in a local community. We did that, and it's like the Lord's like, well, you, you were faithful and little, right? Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm going to give you a whole lot more <laughs> to be ruler over. I'm like, I'm not bill, I'm not a billboard guy, right? Right. But those doors just kept opening, and since then, we've been able to put up over 190 billboards across 33 states, mobile digital trucks, bus benches, we're live in Times Square for 10 months, which is an incredible testimony how no that question. happened. Yeah. You know, one of the states that we weren't we're putting up the VARS data, right? Mm -hmm. How many people have been injured? People have died. E -E right. Bad, bad versus adverse effects. Right? Yep. Next. Yep. Yeah. There's a reporting system that mm -hmm. the Health and Human Services put out back in the 1990s, mm -hmm. where medical professionals were required by law to report to this, mm -hmm. and anybody can report to it. But if you f uh, submit a false report, it's a federal felony. Right, they they right. take this seriously, right? Yeah. But if you look at it, you know, it's flatlined from 1990 all the way up to 2000, 2001, mm -hmm. and it shoots straight up like a rocket. It's mm -hmm. all from the COVID jabs, right? Yes. It's, it's unbelievable, the, the, the numbers. And even the numbers are 
only 1% is what they say. According to a Harvard study that was done called the Lazarus Report. Mm -hmm. 1%. And these numbers right now, the it's that Lazarus one... Lazarus Report, it was called? The Lazarus <laughs> Report. Interestingly enough. Yeah, 1% of them are reported. And so that's, uh, so, so that's what's scary when you look at the numbers. And right now we're at 1.5 million injured. Wow. Injured. Mm -hmm. We're over, we're like about 34,000. And that's just the U.S., right? Yep. 34,000 deaths. Mm -hmm. it, it, it's incredible. So just multiply that by 100. Yeah. 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 yeah pr pr pretty much. So, you know, we, we, we had to get this information out to the people. So they can have an inf make, make an informed decision because the media wasn't doing it. The educational system, wanted, the government sure wasn't doing it. So we thought, hey, you know, we're just trying to wake up our community. And the Lord goes, no, I want you to do this across the nation. One state we haven't been able to get up into yet is Colorado. Mm -hmm. They just roadblock after roadblock. No billboard company will allow this message. See, they have to approve the message before they put it up, right? And Clear Channel, Lamar, Outdoor, the big billboard companies, they, they want nothing to do with mm -hmm. it. So we've been trying to find family-owned, patriot-operated, you know, billboard companies. And they're the ones we want to support anyway. Well, a gentleman named JT from FPN, Freedom Patriot Network, was praying about this one day. He's in Colorado, and he wanted a door to open to get this message there. So he said a prayer, got online, found a billboard company, the very first one he found, actually. Called him, told him you know, a little bit about what we're doing. He's like, oh, I'll, I'll be willing to talk to him. So we jumped on the Zoom call, explained to him further who we are, shared the testimony, how God's opened up all these doors, you know, and how it's our responsibility as the army of the Lord to go out and raise banners of truth, Psalms 20, verse 5. Mm -hmm. And in the name of our God, we will raise our banners, right? So we shared this with him. And he, he was amazed. He was like, this, this, is, this is great. We need to do this. I want to get behind it. I want to support your mission. I'm going to send you an email. I'm going to give you a, you know, a breakdown of some different packages that we can offer you. Mm -hmm. Pull up this email and on there. He's like, I'm going to put you on, on all 22 billboards from Pueblo to Denver to Del Camino, all the way up to Fort Collins. Wow. All 22 <laughs> of his billboards for 65% off. Awesome. So it, it would have cost $66,000. He's going to give it to us for 21. Wow. For an entire month, we're going to blanket the state. I think I think we've been able to raise about, about $5,000 so far. So we're about $15,000 away from that goal. But once that happens, we'll be able to reach our brothers and sisters in that state and hopefully, you know, spark a conversation. Right. So, so there's one of those billboards that you only get like 10% of the time on it that is digital, or do you get like a, or is it a full-time billboard, or what percentage of the time does your message show up on the billboard? So all the billboards we contract are digital billboards. Right. And the reason why we do that is that we have multiple ads that run through. Mm -hmm. One says Nuremberg 2.0, yeah. one says Fauci's a fraud, stop the shots. <laughs> I love it. One has the cancer numbers and right. the death numbers and the jab numbers. So you so can they, change those and update them. They, they, they rotate through. Right. So we, we purchase an ad slot, right? So every minute and a half there's your ad slot it pops up and displays and the next time it pops up it, the, the next you know message comes in so it just rotates through throughout the day all right and so and so do you know like a, for approximately like what percentage of the time your one of your ads is versus other people's ads would be on that board sure so you generally have eight ads that will run on a board mm -hmm. at any given time. Right. Okay. And th those will rotate through every minute and a half. I got you. Right? Okay. And then so th those same. That's cool. That is, that's kind of what I'm interested in because I know they're so expensive. And so so that's awesome that you could get that many boards for that cost is really great, great pricing. It, it's actually good that you're not up there all the time. Mm -hmm. Because when, when you yeah. see something always there, you tend to ignore it. That's a good point. But when these rotate through your, your eye, you yeah. know, you, you see something move and it draws your attention right so not only is you know that drawing the attention but we're also updating the numbers on there yeah. so every week when the new vars data comes out we submit a new file that number goes up so when people are driving by they see wow that just went up ten thousand. yeah it's like wow that's a bigger number than i saw last time <laughs> and then next week they, they they're they're looking for that board again because they want to see you know how much has increased Right. And, and so, again, this is Banners for Freedom, right? Yep. Banners number four, Freedom. Banners with the number four, Freedom.com. Dot, dot com. There's a really cool interactive map on there. Right. It has little flames. Mm -hmm. uh, my, my wife said, I, I, I want to see a, a wildfire just break out across this nation of banners. So we right. got the little flames. I love it. So there's little, uh, over the locations of all these billboards, you can go and see them for yourself, right? Mm -hmm. You zoom in, and it actually has an image, a digital image mm -hmm. of that billboard on there, and you can see the location, the timestamp, and whatnot. So it's a really neat to check it out.
That's awesome. So go to the banners for freedom and make sure that you, the number four, right? And uh, go check out the billboards. Go check out all the mountains. And if you, if you can and feel led, please make a donation so we can get more billboards out, right, that are really waking up and, and really p- people putting the dots together and becoming impactors for Christ. I love it. That's right. That's right. You know, we're going out and occupying. Mm-hmm. All right. You know, th- th- this is the time where... We, we must find our voice and we must roar, right? Mm-hmm. You know, the enemy walks around as a lion, mm-hmm. the counterfeit, because he's not a lion. Yeah, but, you know, Jesus Christ is the lion of Judah. Yes. And that same spirit that's in him is inside of us. Right. So he's roaring, we're roaring, we're all going to roar together. And this is going to be the year that it's going to turn around. Yeah, I agree. And we're, we're, we're going we're gonna to call, call upon it. That's right. And we have a bunch of Christian patriots here. So uh, what can they pray specifically for you and your family about? Yeah, you know, for for the Lord to put these messages exactly where they need to be. Mm-hmm. And we don't know where they need to go, but he knows who needs to see them. Mm-hmm. That particular person. So when a billboard goes up, we need that right person to drive by who is maybe on the fence about going and taking their child to go get this. You know, we're, we're trying to save lives here. Yeah. So we, we need we need to be in front of the right people. Uh, you know, we need the provision to be able to put it up, right? Mm-hmm. You know? And, you know, we, we, we need the God to multiply our loaves and fish, and he's already doing that. And the way he's doing that is by all these amazing billboard companies that are giving us these incredible discounts to make this possible. So it's, uh, we're, we're just so excited that, that the, the people of this nation have wanted to get involved and be a part, because it's something that we can say we did, mm-hmm. right? No, not not this one particular, you know, organization or, or you know, we're not funded by, we're not funded by Big Farm, mm-hmm. obviously, right? This is, this is we the people coming together, bringing our treasure and saying, hey, we're going to step out, we're going to do something, we're going to raise a banner of truth and we're going to take back this nation in the name of our God. That's, aw- that's awesome. You got your instructions for a prayer for Robert Agee. Uh, Ag and and his wife actually does this uh, and it's amazing ministry at bannersforfreedom.com. But let me just lift you up right now if you don't mind. Heavenly Father, just thank you so much for Robert and and the whole Banners for Freedom team and their extended team. Lord, we pray for protection for them and also for just huge blessings, Lord. Give them exactly what um, Robert's asked for, and that is is wisdom and knowledge and and discernment about exactly where you want these boards to go, Lord. I pray that they just submit themselves as clay to you. You you are the potter. You make them the workmen of your hands, and you give them exactly... their path, Lord, that you just talk about, that they're not going to lean on their own understanding. They just trust in you. They submit everything to you. And you make it really clear where you want these billboards, what what uh, type of billboards you want, what new designs you want, Lord. Bring them that insight that you that that's comes from you. And these new billboards will open up, just like in Colorado. We pray for a blessing on Colorado. We'll go live quickly, Lord. In the mighty name of Jesus, we pray that. Um, we know you're the name above all names. With the blood of Jesus, anything can happen. We ask right now, by the name of Jesus, these billboards go up next week, Lord. The funding comes in right away. Lord, we also just pray um, for this provision of where more billboards will be able to come up because we, the people, stand up. Christian patriots stand up. They fund this and allow billboards to go up like a wildfire across the whole United States, Lord. May it amplify like never before, like they couldn't even even ask or imagine. I can't wait to see that, Lord, as, 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 as his graphic on the front page or whatever, where that is, that graphic shows these boards going up all over as people come and understand the truth. And the fire of the Holy Spirit comes down on, on this nation, and that will be just a representative of the fire struck coming down on all parts of the nation, Lord. We thank you for that. Use Robert in a mighty way for your kingdom. Uh, we love you, Lord, and we say these things in his name. Amen. Thank you, brother. All Amen. Right. Receive that. All right. Bless God. all y'all. God bless you. All right. Well, we're signing off from Nashville. It's Rick with Blessed Teach here at Nashville at the Reawaken Tour, and we got Tanya Joy yeah. T- TV, right? So, how are you doing? That's right. I'm good. How are you? Yeah, thanks for being on the show. It's so exciting to. Well, I love it when first time guests come on because I kind of got to hear their story. So, I just love to kind of hear about kind of where you were, kind of maybe before you realized how evil the world was, <laughs> and maybe some of the key moments that kind of woke you up to where you are now. Yeah, that's mm-hmm. a that's a lot to answer quickly. Mm-hmm. Um, 
so grew up in you know a Republican family, mm-hmm. and we were Republican, and you just vote Republican, and I didn't like that idea. I was like, what do you mean? I just vote Republican, and I, I didn't really care much, but I, I just didn't understand that. But I grew up in a great Christian home. Um, I was Miss Illinois in 1996, and then went to Miss America, the Miss America pageant. I had done Miss Teen Illinois, and I was Miss Teen America before that, and so I kind of lived in this pageant world, um, and I did a lot of stage, I sing, and I act, and so that was what I always thought I would do. That was kind of my dream that I would be singing and acting on stage and that I would be traveling the world doing that. And um, after Miss America, I experienced my first time of cancel culture, which I did not know what that was. I just thought they didn't like me. I took it personal, you know, and I was like, oh, they don't like me. Um, But at the time, I was speaking out against uh, it takes a village to raise a child, Mm -hmm. which was Hillary Clinton. And I didn't know I was speaking out against Hillary Clinton. So (laughs) I ended up being disqualified uh, at Miss America. Wow. What year was this about? This was the 1997 Miss America pageant. Okay. And I didn't find that out until later. Um, mm-hmm. I found out later through the pageant system itself that said some papers weren't filled out properly and therefore I was disqualified from certain parts of the competition. Well, those, I didn't. I had a manager. Like, I had a team. I didn't do any of that. So right. that meant that they didn't fill the papers out. Right. And I thought, well, that's weird, but I just was trying to move on. It was, you know... It was before America's Got Talent, before The Voice, before all these shows on TV that you could get discovered as a singer. So I was looking at this as an opportunity to get discovered and and, and build my music career. Um, And then years later, I actually ran into someone who was involved, like on the backside, and they said, no, you were really, you were actually totally disqualified. And I was like, what? Again, I moved on. I was raising a family. I kind of ignored it. Um, And then... After 9-11 happened, I started to kind of go, this doesn't make sense. Mm -hmm. And I started questioning. I I was going, how could a plane have hit the Pentagon and there's no no markings (laughs) of a plane anywhere? The ground supposedly just had a plane blow up, but there's no blackness on the grass. And there's a light pole in the images that weren't hit. That makes It it didn't make sense to me. And I started asking questions, and everybody just that I knew, Oh, you're ridiculous. There's not con- that's that's conspiracy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I thought, well, maybe it is. Okay. <laughs> and I just moved on. And then um, I went through just different things in life. You know, different hurts and and mm. sadness and and I got to a place um, in I guess it was s- summer of. 2019, I think, mm-hmm. um, that I really was challenged by the Lord to um, really get in the Word every day, mm-hmm. and that I hadn't really. He, he used. To, I used to hear. I went to ministry school when I was young, and and I was very prophetic, and I was a prophetic worship worshiper, and mm-hmm. I would hear him, and I would have dreams, and I would see him, and wow. that was very normal. But then when, during this kind of 20 years of adulthood, raising children mm-hmm. and having yeah. a, a bad marriage. I didn't experience that anymore. And so he kind of called me away and said, I really want you to get back into the word every day. And I knew the stories, but I I had not, I didn't get in the word every day. So I did. I, I, okay, fine. So I started reading every day. I didn't, none of it really clicked. I mean, I'm honest. I'm a very transparent person. It took about three months. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden things started like jumping off the pages. And Mm -hmm. then I I, like couldn't keep going because I was like, wait a minute. I want to study this more. And I would get (laughs) stuck in like 1 Kings, 2 Kings. Then I got stuck in 1st, 2nd Samuel. And then, you know, I got stuck in the book of Esther. And I got, and I I just started studying deeply. Mm -hmm. What was the Hebrew? Where did this come from? What was going on in the time frame? And that started changing me. Yeah, this and this time you have how many kids? I had three kids. Okay. Yep. Yeah, my kids are uh, 23 now, 21, and 17. Okay. So they were, you know, this was what, four, what, what is this, 23? So was that three years, four years ago? I can't. Okay. This has been a long day. I can't do the math that fast. <laughs> but um, so I, I was starting to just really press into the Lord, and I started hearing Him speak to me again. And so then uh, COVID hit, and I was I had traveled to Las Vegas. I had won a singing uh, competition, and I got brought to Las Vegas to perform at this big manager's meeting for like 4,000 people. And so I was in Vegas uh, the week before the lockdowns. Mm. And I remember going there and people saying, make sure you wear a mask. And I was like... Why am I gonna, what? Why would I wear a mask? Like that makes no sense. Like okay, and so I I did the event and it was awesome. And then on the way home, I have a I had a picture that I was like, look at this crazy person taking you know like wearing a mask over there, and I thought it was so strange. And then you know a few days later, the lockdown happened, and I was like, what in the world? And 
I was scared the first couple weeks. I, I was waking up. I wasn't sleeping. Um, I have a blood condition, and, and which makes me have a very low immune system as it is. And I was thinking, I'm going to die. Like, the way they're talking, yeah. I'm going to be the first one to go. Like, yeah. I, I, I can't leave my house. I mean, that was what I thought. That's what they wanted is fear, right? That's what they wanted, yeah. And, um, and so then all of a sudden... It started because uh, one night I woke up. I kept waking up around 3 in the morning. Mm-hmm. And so I woke up, and I'm laying in bed, and I'm like, oh, this is ridiculous. And I'm like, God, I wish you would just say something. Like, why am I waking up at 3 in the morning? And I, I literally heard a voice, and he said, well, come downstairs. And I'm like, <laughs> what? Like, okay, if that was really you, God, what? say it again. And I heard it again. And so I got up. And I went downstairs, and I went and started doing dishes. And he goes, no, no, I said to come downstairs and sit. So I went over to the couch, and I remember, like, the neighbor's lights were on, which I thought was weird for 3.30 in the morning. And I sat down with my dog, and I got my Bible, and I just sat there, and I heard the voice of God, and he just said, what has been will never be, and what you have known will never be again. And I thought it was personal. I, I was I was in a bad marriage, and I thought, oh, great, yeah. You know, like, I just figured this is my future. I had no idea that he was really speaking globally of what yeah. was to come. And, um, and so I started really pressing in, and I started getting videos sent to me about trafficking, human trafficking, wow. sex trafficking, these children being abused. And I'm like, what is, like, this is disgusting stuff. And who is making this? Like, I, I didn't understand it. But I, I was willing, I felt really impressed by the Lord that I was to research and really look into this. And so I started, I started researching and that was the first thing that woke me up. So here we are in this lockdown and we're stuck in our houses and nobody's going anywhere. And I'm like studying the history of trafficking and seeing these videos and learning about Disney and learning about actors in Hollywood who are, I saw a video by a guy out of, um, I think he was actually from The Voice or no no, I don't know he was from a a, he had been on TV for something and he did this long like three or four hour video exposing Hollywood Mm -hmm. and I'm like oh my gosh what Mm -hmm. and and he was going look I could be killed for this but I'm telling you what's out there these people are pedophiles Mm -hmm. and he's and I was blown away Mm -hmm. and so um, the more I studied and the more I started talking the more I started going we're being something's wrong we are being lied to and that led into the whole narrative of covid and then you know finding i remember the day that stella emmanuel stood on the steps i remember that day watching it and going and and feeling this like yes this is true like i just knew it in my spirit and um and then throughout that time i ended up you know, time went on. Um, we were in, we're from the Chicago area, so we were on lockdown for a long time. And I, I went through a divorce, and I decided I'm getting out of this state. And so I took my daughter, and we went to Texas. Mm-hmm. And when we got to Texas, it was kind of like this strange stage of just a lot of sorrow, a lot of just stuff coming up. And I just was constantly pressing into the Lord. And, and um, at that time, somebody asked if I would do a podcast and I was like podcast like what first I didn't know what a podcast was and I'm like what do you mean a podcast And they're like a channel like a show and I'm like well I had always wanted to be in the entertainment industry that was what I wanted and and the show was going to be for women who had come out of abusive relationships and I was like I guess I have something to say about that but I'm like I they wanted a one week one once a week 30 minutes and I remember thinking I don't know if I have, I don't know if I could do once a week. Like, you know, I do two shows a day now, which is like the fact that, you know, like I think I did 50 interviews the last two days. Like, I can't believe that I was scared of that. And um, I said, okay. And and then as I was going through and the Lord kept talking to me more and more and he kept revealing what he had. And and, and I just kept following and saying yes to him. And, um, and then the Lord said, no, you can't do that show. And I'm like, are you kidding? Now, meanwhile, I had booked my first guest, who was Amanda Grace. No, no. <laughs> How I got Amanda Grace, I did not have any content anywhere. Right. I mean, I, I didn't know what I was doing. I had a laptop, and that was it. And she said yes. And so awesome. she was going to be on the show, and I now had cut the contract for this Roku channel. And I'm like, now nah, what am I going to do? And I'm like, well, I guess I could just put it on YouTube. I'll just put a YouTube channel. Who cares? So we did the interview. Well, that had like 4,000 views in the first couple days. And I'm like, 
wow, maybe I should maybe I should do another one. So then I booked Donna Rigney. Then I booked Yvonne Adia. I had all the women from like the Elijah list. They were all coming on my show. <laughs> That's awesome. And it was once a week. And that kind of fits your prophetic background a little bit. It did, right? and that was where I felt I probably would fit the best. And mm-hmm. I and, and then then I stopped like getting them like they they weren't able to do it and then I started going oh this is not where I fit in I I don't know what I'm going to do now well after the Amanda show someone saw it and they said you need to meet Clay Clark (laughs) would you like him on your show I said sure who is he and they were like well you'll find out I'm like okay and so we booked him you know they gave me his number he can lose your YouTube channel with him (laughs) well that's what happened I I had him on the show that one got taken down now I knew cancel culture by them right I was seeing it I was hearing it because I was watching. Mm-hmm. I was watching Elijah List. I was watching different podcasters. I, I watched. What, about you? what, what year was this, do you think? This was in um, the, let's see, so the lockdowns, this would have been 2020. So let's see, the, the lockdowns were March of 2020, around right. then. I moved to Texas in November of 2020. Okay. This would have been very early 2021. Okay. Very early 2021. May, About two years actually, ago. Actually, it was May 5th. Because it was double Grace. It was I had Amanda Grace on on five five. Okay. okay. Twenty one. That was right. the first show, and um, and so I just kept doing it. Well, then we moved back from Texas to Illinois, and by then I had met Clay. We went to the Tampa mm-hmm. version of this. Awesome. And I was blown away. Mm-hmm. And then I had an uncle die from being put on the ventilators and remdesivir, right. and then my grandparents got vaccinated and they both died. Man. And I'm like what the heck is going on mm-hmm. and so I started I, I'm I was a research analyst in corporate America so I just kept researching and reading and researching and reading and getting guests on and and I you know when I met some people from this and they introduced me to somebody else and it was just networking and I mean that it just sort of blew up and so I mean, I've been doing this, you know, about a year and a half. Well, so, so what's the best place to find you now? So now I'm on Rumble. I've pretty, I have some stuff on YouTube, but I always get kicked off. So I'm like, you know, on strike two right now and again on YouTube. But I'm on Rumble under Beauty for Ashes with Tanya Joy. That was how the show started, um, and it's kind of changed. My website now is TanyaJoy.tv. Um, and I've got a bunch of different shows. So I have a Hollywood Decode show. We've done about 40 episodes. And we go in and we expose. We, we talk with another actors and writers and we expose what Hollywood's doing and, and how they're being the mouthpiece of, of the enemy. Um, uh, my sister and I have started a show called The Gibson Girls. And we talk about heavy topics. I mean, very heavy. I expose, we talk a lot about sex trafficking. I do a lot of exposing of pornography and, and that really epidemic in this nation, and particularly among Christians and I have a hard time with that because I'm like we need to fight trafficking and and fight these drag queen shows and the LGBTQ narrative but we cannot fight that if we've got people that are addicted to porn at the same time it doesn't work that way Um, and so we talk about heavy topics that I'll put a show out and then all of a sudden I'll lose some subscribers, you know? <laughs> then I'll do something else and I'll gain some. And I, I just don't, I don't care anymore. Just speak truth. I just speak truth. My tag this year, last year was truth always wins. Mm-hmm. So that's just where I go. If it's true, I'm I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. If I lose friends, I, I've already lost friends. So whatever, that's how it goes, you know? Um, but yeah, I'm on Rumble, I'm on Clout Hub, I'm on Brideon, um, but I don't always upload to Brideon. The place I always upload is Rumble. And I'm trying to grow right now. I'm trying to grow the show and kind of see where it goes. I'm a singer, so I sang the national anthem this morning at the start of the, of the event, and that's really what I love. And, I, and I'm an actress, and so um, because of meeting people, I've gotten connections. So I, I was in um, Dr. Mark and Michelle's last movie, um, this past spring, I just booked another faith-based movie that I'll be filming next month. So I'm kind of like a conglomeration of a bunch of things. Awesome. Um, and it's just been fun. And, and I feel like I'm just on a ride. I'm like, I don't know what's next. Mm-hmm. When I started this, I was like, I have no idea what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. I don't know how to, I didn't even know how to record. I was like, how do I record this? Like, mm-hmm. I remember when Amanda came on being so nervous that I wasn't going to get it recorded. Because right. I didn't know 
how, and I was just using Zoom. I'm like, how do I do this? You know, and now I'm using Final Cut Pro and like my favorite parts, editing and, you know, B cuts and lay overlays and layers. Like I didn't know what that was two years ago. And so now, you know, I, I came to the, the event as, as a media booth, like a whole booth, which just was like crazy to me because I never thought I would be in that position and singing. And then I spoke in Pennsylvania and it, it, it's just blows my mind you know what God has done and I really think it's all just because I said yes when he called me I responded and I, I said okay uh, I don't understand but okay you know I believe you I believe you're a good God and I believe that you've got what best for me as long as I follow and that's what I've been doing. That's awesome. There's so many citizen journalists coming up. It's just exciting. And so I've been doing this since 2014, 2015, right? When I, no, 2015, 2016. But it's like, I see so many new people and faces just pop up. It's just really nice because we need that. We need to, to counteract the fake news media, right? Yeah, and I really believe that this is the new media. I mean, I, I've we've watched it. I've seen it. You know, you can look at the numbers. You can see what happened is happening to CNN. You know, they're, I think, getting ready to sell one of their largest facilities um you know nobody their numbers have tanked and i mean you're even seeing it with fox people don't want to watch fox people don't trust yeah i don't either people are, are learning because of the craziness that's gone on people are recognizing something's off and um and as a result we're we're part of this whole new entertainment world you know that's the, ma- the mountain of the media and the mountain of arts and entertainment that's right yeah exactly Johnny Enla's seven mountain mandate and yeah. I think somebody else did it before that, him yeah. um, Bill Bright or something like that yeah, now yes. now uh, I know that Lance Wall knows all over yeah. that Lance Wall they all it's, it's awesome and that that was something like I always knew I was part of the entertainment because of being a singer and, yeah. and being on stage and stuff but I never would have thought I was like part of the media, like never yeah. in a million years. And um, but it's fun, and it feel it's it's kind of like you put the perfect fit on of, of a shoe or the perfect fit of an outfit or a glove, and you're like, this fits. This is where I belong, and that's how it feels, you know. Um, so I've learned a lot, and and I continuously research, you know, and that's awesome. And I love having guests. I love getting to hear their stories, and. One of my favorite things, I'm getting ready actually to do my first event, March 4th mm-hmm. in Branson, and it's called Esther's Rising. Mm-hmm. And people can register at tanyajoy.tv forward slash Esther. And um, the event is going to be a women's event. And Donay Clement is a speaker. Stacy awesome. Whited is a speaker. Awesome. Uh, Amanda is hoping to get there. Um, she hasn't said yes yet. Julie's trying to get there. Um, it, Bernadette Smith. I mean, it's wild. Like these women who I've met, who I saw, you know, when I first came, and now I'm doing this event, and they're going to be speaking at it. Is wild. And it, it's really to impart and teach women what it means to be a modern-day Esther and how to save our people, how to save our nation, and what does that really mean. And then there's going to be a lot of prayer and, and, you know, impartation of the Holy Spirit so that women can leave equipped and ready to walk into their sphere of influence. That's awesome. And what's that date again? Branson is an awesome place to visit, by the way. It is. So that's going to be March 4th, 2023. So it's coming up. The registration just opened this weekend uh, in Branson. And it's a one-day event. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I got a bunch of Christian patriots here. What can they uh, What can they pray for Tanya specifically about? Oh, man, that's awesome. Well, you know, the Lord gave me the word acceleration for mm-hmm. this year. I, I always ask him, like, give me a word and a scripture. And he gave me the word acceleration. And um, I'm seeing that. But that's, you know, I always ask for very high discernment and mm-hmm. wisdom. Mm-hmm. Because if we don't have discernment and wisdom, we can make very wrong decisions very easily. Right. Um, but yeah, I guess that would be my biggest thing is that the Lord would keep directing my path, give me the discernment and the and the wisdom to know which doors to go through and which doors to not go through. Um and for advancement, you know, mm-hmm. because I really, I, I'm doing, I lost my job a year ago. I got fired from corporate America because mm-hmm. I put a show out about January 6th. Mm-hmm. Seven days later, I was under investigation wow. and I'm a single mom. And so it's like, that's scary. Mm-hmm. It's very scary to, it's walking on the water every day. But, you know, Jesus asked his disciples, no, you don't get to go home and pack. You, you know, if you want to come with me, come with me now. Mm-hmm. Like you don't go home, you come. And, and that's kind of the path that I've taken. So I don't know. Support, prayer, you know, share share the show, enjoy the content. I don't know, you know, it's it's a journey. God's God's been good. 
That's awesome. So can I pray for you now? Yes, always. All right. Uh, Heavenly Father, just thank you so much for uh, Tanya Joy, Lord. And we just uh, we just pray for everything she's prayed for here, Lord, that she'll, she'll uh, be able to have that protection. I want to pray for a little bit beforehand. And the protection of her, her family, her extended family, any team, future team that comes up. Lord, uh, just, just not even give that protection, give her the blessings. Um, but I really want to uh, ask that you impart the gifts of the Spirit like never before on her that you she has this this gift of prophecy from a very early age Lord and I pray and that the Holy Spirit fire just falls on her like never before this next couple months and that uh, that that gift of prophecy comes back alive like never before and the gift of that she's two gifts that she asked for is uh, wisdom and, and discernment Lord and um, that, that I know Solomon asked for that and you just love that Lord you love it when people ask for wisdom and discernment and uh, so we just we just ask that you just give that, that to her sevenfold, and that, that this massive amounts of wisdom, and I will add knowledge and faith and discernment that comes down on her with a prophecy. Lord, allow those gifts of the spirits to be amplified like never before. Her voice to be amplified like never before. I pray this channel just grows and uh, and expands to other platforms. And uh, Lord, that her music and her acting career uh, blossoms after after this. Uh, downfall of the cabal babylonian arts and entertainment industry just completely falls we call that down in the mighty name of jesus by the name above all names and by the blood of jesus and by that power and authority you give us by the name above all names and his blood we call that babylonian system down completely all the child pedophilia all the sex trafficking that's going on there we call that down we call all the children the children to be rescued right now lord we try the soldiers that are to, to be protected and and successful as they re rescue them lord we call the news media down in the mighty name of jesus Lord, we call on your remnant and all the seven mountains of influence, Lord, as to take possessions of the nations, Lord. We just thank you so much for that. Use Tanya Joy in a mighty way for your kingdom, more than she could even ask or imagine. We love you so much, Lord, and we say these things in his name. Yes. Amen. Amen. Thank right. you so God much. God bless you. Oh, thank yeah. you. I appreciate it. It's an honor. I've yeah. heard so many awesome things about you and and the show, and I know a lot of people who've been on it, so I'm so I'm honored to be able to be on it. It's awesome. Yeah, it's awesome. Thank you so much. We're signing off here from uh, Nashville.